Marco. Sean. It's time to uh, pop that champagne bottle. Yeah, on the, on the flight, are you flying uh, <laughs> luxury? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, for first class, uh, champagne all the way. Champagne for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a Concorde. That's right. Uh, good luck with that. that. Don't buy that anymore. Although I heard they're they're reintroducing, they're working something so. as fast, so. if not faster than that. So, but not yet, not yet. We're gonna take it easier. It's gonna take a little longer to get That's there. True. But I, I heard there is champagne on location there in um, in London. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they know how to have a, a nice uh, glass of champagne. Of course, we're not here to talk about. Uh, delicious beverages or different classes on airplanes. Um, we're here to talk about the role of cybersecurity in society and in business and, and uh, what better place to have that conversation or those conversations than at InfoSecurity Europe in London, uh, which is where we're headed to the Excel in London. And uh, as you know, Marco, we get to, as part of our chats on the road, chats through the clouds, you might want to call it for this one, uh, we get to talk to some really cool people, keynote speakers, fireside chatters, panelists, uh, all the above, right? And uh, today is no different. Uh, we have the pleasure of having uh, Aaron Tamurkin. Aaron, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you both? Doing great. Doing great. We're, we're excited to chat with you. You have, you have two sessions going. Uh, one is a fireside chat uh, with uh, another gentleman, Paul Watts, looking at uh, managing the cyber workforce. And, and you're also on a panel uh, called Club CISO presents the Champagne CISO. So people kind of, they get the, the, the peak of why I meant to the Champagne uh, story there at the beginning. Um, so we're going to dig into both of those. Of course, not not giving anything away. We want people to come join you and participate in those conversations. Um, before we get to those topics, so uh, a few words from you, Aran, on uh, who you are, your role, what you're up to, and and uh, what you hope to to get from InfoSecurity Europe in London. Sure, sure. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so just to introduce myself, so my name is Erhan Tamerkin. Uh, my current role, I'm currently the Director of Security and Technology at a company called Fleet Mortgages, um, and the way I describe myself when people ask me to kind of describe my 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 role in one line um, is it's all about cyber transformation. So my kind of background is is doing cyber transformation in a variety of industries, namely financial services, fintechs, insurance, um, legal, um, and I and I've also done a stint in the in the public sector too. Um, so yeah, I'm really about going into into organisations. Um, looking at their current cyber maturity uh, and then building out a cyber transformation plan to take them to uh, the uh, target maturity level that they need to achieve. How is that going? I'm going to answer that. I'm going to say it depends. Good one. Very good. Very polite. Very political. Everybody, I'm sure, has their own view on that as well. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, there's a, you know, that 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 question could be answered with a variety of different factors, right? Um, but um, yeah, ongoing. I think even even on uh, in our chat with Paul Paul Watts, I think he even made the comment that the the transformation isn't to an endpoint. 
because uh, you don't end up there and go, whew, I'm done. <laughs> there, yes. It's a, well, I mean, we talk a lot about culture and, and uh, I mean, the technology certainly continues to transform over time. So does business. So security needs to keep, keep up with that over time. So how, how did you get involved with, um, with the InfoSecurity Europe uh, event this year? Yeah, so um, I was approached to uh, to talk on on uh, two two areas, um, as you've listed. Uh, one is the fireside chat, which I'll be doing, uh, namely with uh, Paul Watts, uh, which we're excited about. Which will be uh, touching more on the uh, diversifying kind of your recruitment strategy and the challenges that we face with that. Um, and then one will be, as you said, will be more of an interactive session, uh, with, with, uh, club CISO. And that will be looking at the latest security trends and threats, um, as seen in the report for 2023. So that's, I, I think that's a, a, a leader's lounge round table. So it's not open to, to the whole public. And so you, you you have a more like a a more intimate conversation where people can be open about the reality of things. And of course, we're not going to ask to predict what they will tell you, but maybe you you can tell us what you think in terms of what is happening in the in the industry, um, like an overview where we where we're standing from your perspective. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that 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 will cover a variety of factors. And as you said, I won't go into detail, but it will cover kind of the people, the process, and the technology. So, looking at culture, looking at technology, and how different people's security strategies, um, uh, you know, reflect reflect on those. Um, what will be said and what 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 won't be said? That's 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 hard to say. Um, but you know, I'm 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 a I'm a big fan of learning from from kind of everyone. In, in in the audience and uh i'm actually really sorry my uh, cat has decided to meow as we do this podcast <laughs> so he's, he's, more he's, than welcome more than welcome the more uh, the merrier the advice yeah, on yeah. Uh, the the security posture of uh, one of the companies i think <laughs> <laughs> well he seems to have a, a you know um Maybe, maybe, maybe he 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 actually wants to be vocal here. Um, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think the challenging thing is actually to get people to actually uh, be vocal and actually talk about the the actual reality. Okay, and um, what I mean by that is if there's a saying, not if but when. Okay, that means that most of us, if not all of us, at some point will will have faced an incident. Either we've faced it already, or we are going to. And often I find when I ask this question to people, have you had a material breach? Have you, they, they all say no. Okay. And um, that could be reality or that could be that people don't want to speak up. Okay. Uh, for obvious reasons, right. And they don't want to attribute. Um, they see it as a personal reflection on themselves. Okay. And, and we see this very often, actually. Uh, it's one thing I often talk about is when we see these public news data breaches, you know, we very quickly see on social media, on these professional social media platforms, people are very quick to comment on, oh, they should have done this. Okay. And one thing myself and Paul often talk, talk about, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, is that instead, as a community, we should be coming together. Okay. Um, there's that saying, you know, success leaves clues, right? We should be coming together, um, learning from, you know what went wrong you know i often do this you know as soon as i see that that latest report come out of you know uh 
I'm not sure if we if we're allowed to name names coming, so I'll, I'll leave them out. But you know, a specific incident response organisation who write up a report, which is you know a public release to to review. I often sit there and actually read that. You know, or I'll receive, I'll read the, um, you know, the reports from the Information Commissioner's Office. You know, in in the UK on different breaches and actually understand. So what did that organisation do do wrong? Okay, what could they have done better? Um, so um, yeah, you, you kind of ask, you know, to bring it back to your original question um the the biggest part of that session will be around that engagement actually you know having the audience's participation um understanding you know the results of the survey and actually the the uh response from the from the audience in the room um and actually seeing you know if that if that reflects um and 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 how that actually um plays out moving forward yeah, and I, I think you, you're you're touching on an extremely important point. Where uh, I mean, there there's so many, I'll, I'll say, fascinating aspects to cybersecurity and, and the way that we we think about it and we hold it uh, on a pedestal. Like you, you can only be a hacker uh, if if you have a certain set of knowledge, and nobody else really understands what you do. And we often have a tough time connecting cybersecurity operations to uh, business outcomes, right? We're always blocking things instead of enabling things. Mm -hmm. And, and to, then your other point of uh, it's kind of taboo to talk about the reality that this is, this is, this is happening. This happens. It does happen. It has happened. <laughs> right. Um, yet, yes. But we don't want to talk about it. So I, I think kind of breaking down those, and there's probably other, other things that uh, make this even more, are fun and unique, but breaking down some of those hard edges and having conversations like this uh, amongst your peers uh, kind of helps to understand better, helps to reflect better, helps to uh, help each other better, which you also mentioned. Um, how do you how do you think people will leave that room? after having these conversations? What do, you, what do you expect? What do you hope to to accomplish this, with this? Yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people will be enlightened. They'll find it to be a very informative session. Um, and I'm hoping it's a conversation that will continue. Okay? This is, you know, this is not something that we'll just do in an hour and it, and it stays there. Um, you know, what I would love this to be is to be a continuous conversation. Okay? We, you know, I, it's all about really having that sense of community and you know discussing those different topics learning from each other and let's continue the conversation you know i'm hoping people will come away with that from that and say that was a great session you know i learned xyz or in my organization we, we're facing this you know how can we help each other because most of the time you know the we are most of the time we're facing the same challenges okay we just have different ways of doing it and you know most of the time as i said going back to that saying if success leads clues you know if someone's done it one way at times it can work just as well for a different person a different organization um etc so i'm hoping people you know as i said will come away um enlightened find it an informative session and it will be a, a real sense of community and a conversation that we can continue love it well yep we sure understand how important is uh you know, I keep thinking about what Paul said about, I'm done, I'm going to drop the mic. And then we will start laughing and say, well, now you got to pick up the mic again and 
keep the conversation <laughs> going because it's not really ended. And and it made me also think about how this conversation is important on how the in the talking about the the cyber workforce and and how it has to evolve into including so many different kind of. Uh, of background and so many different skills and and you know Paul mentioned we need we need the arts we need the creative people we need the the marketing we need all of that so love your your perspective on that and again don't give away your whole <laughs> presentation but um, you know what's your perspective on that yeah totally agree you know um, having that diversity of thought is 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 key. You know, I think we've 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 now realised that security is not just a technical challenge, okay? But having that diversity of thought of people from different industries, um, you know, there 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 are variety of roles now. There are there are even you know cyber psychologists, right, who look at how you know how people go down the route of cybercrime, okay? What turned them down that down that path? You know, was it you know? There's a, a lot of reports I won't uh, go away, but there's you know there's been research into looking at how teenagers start with uh, cracking games and that leads them onto a path of cybercrime, okay? Um, you know, that's, a, that's an example. Um, you know, so having that variety of, uh, you know, of, of uh, industries brings a different perspective. Um, so to kind of give an example, um, often we kind of talk about how CISOs, we, you know, we really want to be on the board, but when we're on the board, it's quite challenging because of the different stakeholders, okay? And the different stakeholders are who are on the board could be, you know, or on the exec team instead, could be people from HR, from finance, from the legal team, okay? And we often find, oh, but they don't understand security and how it works, etc. Well, you know, maybe to, to, to bridge that gap, actually looking and diversifying ourselves in terms of when we're recruiting, why don't we look at you know, candidates who have that background of, you know, they've got a legal background and they'll actually be great at implementing and your compliance against GDPR, for example. You know, someone who's got a more varied background in terms of, you know, they may have a HR background. Well, actually, that HR person who deals with people all the time could be the perfect person for security awareness. OK, there are a lot of, you know, security where there's a lot of transferable skills which can actually complement your team. Um, and. I think it's the, you know, not to give away too much, but it's about having the balance of, you know, a varied experience, but also the education to go with it. Okay. Um, there's a saying that I, I like to say, experience and education will help you reach your... I am back. I am back. There we go. Yeah. So just to, just to wrap up that, that kind of last section. So I was talking about variety of experience, variety of education, um, and kind of, you know, just to just to get to just to just to close that out, you know, if you have the variety variety of both in terms of, you know, looking at, you know, when we're recruiting, not just saying, you know, that person needs to have, you know, an education that's purely technical, you know, a, a computer science degree, a degree in cybersecurity, for example, you know, or have just, you know, or you have to have five years of experience. Okay. Um, that that to me is challenging okay um, because you may find uh, you know an individual has one but not the other okay um, also you know one thing that continues to surprise me and I'm sure many of us have actually faced this and we continue to face this with our own families and friends you know um, is 
you know, we, we prescribe that specific, you know, individuals need to have uh, five years of experience. However, you know, some of the youngest and brightest minds, you know, can actually be super technical already, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, you know, you've all come across family and friends, you know, you know, I've got your own family members, you know, three years old, they're, you know, two years old, they can use an iPad better than me, <laughs> you know, so, so um, I think having that variety of, you know, just being flexible, just being flexible is, is, is the point that I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get across here. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to uh, touch on before we, before we wrap and remind folks that they can, they can engage with you directly at, at the conference is uh, back sticking with the workforce, I guess, because um, you kind of touched on it here is the, and it goes back to a number of conversations that Marco and I have had where organizations deal with legacy technology all the time uh, mm -hmm. where they're trying to manage old systems that are hard to update, difficult to maintain a, a, a strong configuration for, um, keep an eye on from monitoring and response perspectives. Um, th there's that technical and operational end of things. But then when you mm -hmm. bring back the workforce and you talk about an old technology running a certain OS or a certain uh, identity infrastructure, uh, no, very few are learning that old stuff, right? They're all learning the new cloud whiz bang things. And so I don't know if you want to, Again, don't give anything away from the session with Paul, but any thoughts on kind of maintaining a workforce for the old legacy while also helping to uh, prepare for the future and new technologies that, that come along? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not to give away, not to give away too much, but just uh, in my professional experience, it's about having the balance of both. Okay. Um, so, it, it is a it is a challenging paradox you know how do we continue to uh maintain our current risk exposure with our legacy systems and how we keep the lights on um but also how are we preparing our you know how are we preparing to serve uh the businesses for tomorrow okay for the technologies of um of the future um and that's that's a challenge um but um the way to do that is you know uh, we have to educate our current workforce, and not just to look from, uh, not just look, not just to, not look, not just look to recruit externally. Okay, so actually, you know, building on our current workforce who may have that internal knowledge to um, pre prevent and protect those current systems, uh, but also look to complement their skill set with, um, you know, with the with the newer technologies that are going to put them in, uh, put put them in a good place uh, to protect your infrastructure of the future. You know, Sean, what you made me think with this and, and Iran as well, you know, we talk about leg legacy devices, legacy software. Now we're, we're talking about legacy people. Like we need to renew people. You don't, want, you don't want, I mean, the culture that we always talk about many times is just, it's a legacy culture that doesn't allow to progress in a certain way. I just throw an example there. It was back in the in the 30s where you know I'm reading like this biography of Disney, Walt Disney. He's, the average uh, when he was reinventing animation pretty much the average uh, employees amongst 500 of them was 26 years old. 
and everybody was just creative, innovative, and, and it create the future of, you know, what Disney is today and all the amazing things they've done. I'm wondering if we need to be more open into, again, welcoming not only diverse people, but also, you know, listen a little bit more to the younger generation as well. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, obviously, we're on the heels of uh, RSA conference in San Francisco, and uh, I felt that. I mean, normally I would run the halls and and there'd be a, a colleague of 15 years, 20 years prior that I'd run into in the hall, and then 10 steps later, it'd be another one. Um, this past one in, in a couple months ago, very few of the old faces, tons of new faces, not less people, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. way more new faces. So I'm excited to see what uh, Infosecurity London brings. Uh, yep. It's been a few years since we've been there for that, too. And uh, I already know there'll be some familiar faces and then we'll get to meet new ones like uh, Iran here. Um, but I suspect there, there will be a new generation yep. uh, there uh, helping us take things forward. So, And I look forward to that. Yeah, exactly. Likewise. Likewise. Well, this has been good. Um, I mean, we, we, we said a lot of good things, but not enough to... Uh, to take away from the conversations at the, no. at the conference. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get into the, into the, uh, the champagne event, uh, I'm jealous, uh, that I don't think, Have they, one let for me. I don't think they let media <laughs> into those things. Uh, they don't trust us, that kind of information. But, uh, the other one, other panel with Paul, the fireside chat, uh, with you and Paul is going to be super cool. So definitely check that out as well. And, uh, even more importantly, uh, outside of the, the sessions uh, in the halls and in the, in the expo pubs wherever uh, make friends meet people have the discussions keep that conversation going as, as everyone talked about and uh, there'll be links to the sessions in the show notes uh, of course we have a lot of coverage uh, we're pulling together before during and after the event so stay tuned uh, to the coverage page for that Aaron, thanks so much for, for joining us appreciate you uh, taking the time good luck at the events and we look forward to seeing you there thank you Sean thank you Marco it's been a pleasure look forward to seeing you there likewise